welcome to T21 Mom. Hi friends, it's Mary and welcome to the T21 Mom podcast and this is episode 98. And on today's episode, I'm talking to my friend Katie who I met at the most recent Rockin' Moms retreat in Washington. We actually met on the Haunted Pub Crawl. Go have a listen to that episode. You'll hear Katie screaming in the background (laughs) during the Haunted Pub Crawl. It's quite funny actually. But what we're going to talk about today is she's actually a travel agent who specializes in booking and creating memories, creating vacations and trips for special needs families. So she does all her research, like what is going to help us as a family, our kids to have an enjoyable time when we are going on a vacation because we want it to be memorable for all the right reasons. So let's go have a listen. Today on the T21 Mom podcast, I'm talking to a fellow rocking mom that I met at the retreat in Washington. Welcome, Katie. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to have you on today about what we're going to talk about. You know, so we met at the retreat while on, I think, the now famous haunted pub crawl, which was so much fun. And today we're going to talk about something that you do that I think is fun. But before we get started, can you share a little bit about you and your family? So my name is Katie. I have a daughter named Sloan, and I've been married. Let's see, Nicholas. We've been married eight years now. So, live in Louisville, Kentucky. Hence my accent. Uh, we have our daughter Sloan. She's seven, and it's been fun since day one. She has multiple disabilities, but you know, I I would not be able to meet the people or enjoy the life that I have without her being in it and all the doors that she's opened, like being able to go to the mom's retreat and, and meeting people like you and having great uh, haunted pub crawls. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Now you're actually a travel agent, but you specialize in booking vacations for families who have a child with special needs. Obviously you have Sloan, but how did you get into this? And is it, I think it's something kind of a little bit recent, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. It'll be two years next month that I've been doing this. So during mm-hmm. the pandemic, kind of fell into my lap. I travel a lot with Sloan, and I was actually listening to a podcast that I really liked. And they did some Disney. They talked to Disney a lot and Universal. And I had just taken Sloan to Disney before the pandemic. Like the day we came back, the world closed. (laughs) So they had announced that they were going to open a travel company. And, you know, I reached out to them and I was like, hey, you know, I'm a realtor right now. You know, I'm a realtor. I know sales. I've kind of thought about doing travel. And I was one of the first people that they hired to start this. I was with few other girls and really just to get that niche of helping families with special needs there's there's so many people that are so scared to travel because of the unknown mm-hmm. and like I said I mean we've all traveled with Sloan like I would rather travel with her than take her to Target like it's very odd but she's the best little travel companion oh that's that, fantastic that's kind of what 
Yeah. So, you know, I've helped quite a few families and it, and when they call and they're like, we had the best time and I never thought I could do it because I was nervous or, you know, what if, what if I, you know, kid has a meltdown, mm-hmm. all these questions that we go, you know, we go over before they leave. But when they come back and they're like, I've never had a daughter son vacation. I've always been scared, but you know, we got to do it. So it was like, there's so many people out there that are doing that, that are scared to travel. And it's like, go make those memories. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And it's definitely on my bucket list now that the world has opened up more now. So, cause I just feel travel is like the best education that you can have. So, and yeah. let's take our kids and let them have that opportunity. Now, I know it sounds a bit obvious, but how is traveling different for us with kids with extra needs mm-hmm. than families who just have typical kids? Because I know you, on your website, you mentioned about you have an entire suitcase for Sloan's medical needs. So yeah. like, what do parents do? How do they do it? Well, I mean, it's all I know is traveling with Sloan. So I really don't know the difference except, you know, when I go to book people, but yeah, we travel with tons more equipment. We have to, you know, I help families and even us like think about like what if, you know, medical wise, like what if something happens? We've had G tubes come out that need to be replaced while on vacation, you know? So like we have to think about those extra things. We have to think about more downtime. We have to think about, you know, overstimulation. Again, equipment. Is the equipment going to break? Do we have backup equipment? Do we have enough food for our picky eaters? Will they, you know, like that grilled cheese sandwich? You know what? So I feel like there's a lot more planning for families like ours than than maybe like a, a typical family of just being able to pack up and get on the flight. We definitely have a few more steps and not all disabled or special needs families are by the book. They each have their own thing. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we need to make a chart and do photos of what's going to happen that day. And sometimes we just need to talk about walking on the airplane and what's going to happen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely a lot more steps. And I think, like you said, more planning. But I think, you know, as we'll talk about it, I think it's achievable. Because I think most of us parents want to be able to, like, go away with our kids. But it can just be so overwhelming trying to plan everything. I just keep thinking, I'm going to be more more tired when I get home than when I left. But, like, where do parents start? Like, if they want to go on a a trip i mean really just picking up the phone you can call me get somewhat of an idea of what you want to do do you want a a relaxing trip or do you want a go 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 trip Uh, and and kind of start there and then get a few dates in mind because that's going to play a factor too like you know heat we have to think about heat Mm -hmm. and cold and that so and then pricing but yeah just Start there and then reach out to me or another travel agent to kind of get that ball rolling, give you some ideas on what to do if you are just like, we just want to go do something. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know before we started, you were chatting, saying, you know, we'll talk. I know you're specialized, you specialize specifically right now in, in Disney, but obviously you can help any of us parents. 
But you mentioned that cruises have been really kind of popular lately. Like, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that and maybe why that is? Yeah. So I've had quite a few families do cruises in the last year. And even coming up this year, I've had a huge influx of people going on cruises. And a lot of my families just feel that everything is so right there. If it's Disney or Royal Caribbean, those are probably going to be the best two that have things in place to help families like ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, everybody says that everything's just right there. They can swim if they want. They have the kids' clubs or daycares close by. And, and like Royal Caribbean will give you a pager so you can check in on the kids. And like Disney, the characters come by all the time. So it's more one-on-one with them and and so I think a lot more people are enjoying that everything's at one spot instead of maybe you know taking a bus to all the different parks at Disney yeah yeah yeah. exactly oh that's cool I didn't realize on the Disney cruise I mean it kind of makes sense but I didn't know that that the characters are on there so how how fun is that it's almost like you know a little mini Disney so I know it sounds sort of kind of silly, but can we just, can we take our kids anywhere? Like, you know, especially some of our kids have, you know, maybe some mobility issues or, you know, medical issues, Mm -hmm. what have you. But in your opinion, like if there's somewhere that we want to go, you think it's achievable? I would say yes and no. I guess it just depends. We've taken Sloan to Branson. We wanted to take her to a different amusement park and kind of see Branson as a whole was a lot of fun for her. But their amusement park, Silver Dollar, was on like tons of hills. So by the end of it, we were dying because we were pushing her wheelchair around that whole day. So... I mean, yes and no. If you want to do something, I think that there's going to be options. And again, depending on mobility, I mean, you might not be able to do everything, but we'll find something. Okay. That's good to know. Because I think, you know, lots of people want to go and explore the world, you know, not, you know, they want to get outside of their country. And, you know, I or I guess I'm kind of speaking for myself because I want to do that because I've done lots of traveling before having Ainsley. And I want to show her a lot of those places that I've been to. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's some of them are long flights, you know. Yeah, I don't think we'll be hiking up the volcano in New Zealand, but, you know, maybe we can go do something else in New Zealand. I don't know what that will be, but, you know, like things like that. I think just have to be able to adapt, I guess. Yeah. And then too, like I have someone going to a, that wants to go to a dude ranch. Like I would have never thought about a dude ranch being accessible but i've contacted the dude ranch association and there's (laughs) 29 dude ranches across the world that are accessible so too it's kind of just knowing like okay this could happen like they might they'll be able to ride horses but like again like you said they might not be able to do the big long hike up the mountain maybe they'll just do a smaller hike around the bottom of the mountain or something Wow, there's actually a Dude Ranch Association. That's cool. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, just kind of like the world's your oyster. 
it just might look a little right. bit different, you know, you know, how you, yeah. how you plan it and, and maybe some of the things you do, you know, so, okay, that's, that's very cool to know. <laughs> so, and I think too, as long as you don't cram so much into a day, like, I think that us as people, we are like, we're going to spend all this money. We want to go, 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 or we, we want to do all the things, you know, if you take a step back and just say we're going to do what we can mm-hmm. you know then that helps tremendously too you know to to be in the in the moment and not feel like you're constantly rushing yes i think that is so true i i, I that's what i've thought about too is like you know we might not get to do all the things but maybe pick the things most that we want to do and sort of focus on that because you want it to be memorable not like you know, I was dragged everywhere and, and things like that. You want it, or you want, we, we want to create memories for our kids and to enjoy, I think, these times that we go away and explore new things and do new things and, you know, even maybe eat new foods, you know, sometimes that right. can be a challenge for our kids, but, you know, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful for his sleep. Dennis is another story. It's <laughs> the picky eater, but that's okay. Yes. I'm not a very picky eater, so I, and yes. Okay. <laughs> so I know you mentioned that, you know, Sloan has a whole extra suitcase of stuff. And I know for some parents, like that is their reality is their child has maybe a lot or some extra additional medical needs. So how does that impact somebody when they're flying? Like, are there exceptions I guess I don't know like because nowadays you got to pay for extra luggage generally and like do the airports give exceptions for in some ways for our kids you cannot be charged for equipment so if you have an extra bag of equipment if you have extra just equipment going they cannot charge you for that um yeah they they can't now you can't put your personal stuff in there Mm -hmm. you know makeup or things like that but you yeah anything that's equipment or medically necessary they cannot charge you so I always bring her extra supplies at least one extra supply on my carry-on with her so suction canister suction tubing oxygen tubing that kind of stuff like and I'll bring that suitcase um, so that I know if something was to happen we have that extra Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, food is a big thing, you know, TSA. I mean, backing up to just the beginning of trying to, to travel, going through the airport, like they have all these resources out there. There's TSA cares that I have my clients contact a few days before they leave. And that's just basically letting someone know that I'm going to be there with a child that has a disability or a special needs. And I'm possibly traveling with stuff that you know, maybe a little bit more liquid than allowed or like Sloan is G-tube fed. So we blend all of her food. And as much as I try to get it down to three ounces, now that she's getting bigger, mm-hmm. it's, I can't, I mean, that the suitcase for food would be crazy if I broke it all down to three ounces. So just giving them the heads up. Also too, you know, you can do, we travel a lot and, so we have pre-check and it's mm-hmm. 80 bucks. 
you go, you get, you fill out a form and they do a background check and it gets you to where you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to open up your bag. And B, when we first got it, we weren't traveling as much. And I was, you know, I was like, that's $80 worth it because kids, anybody under 18 can pair with you. Wow. Yeah. So, and then, so if you have a kid that doesn't, you know, want to be touched or, you know, take off their shoes, take off their belt. Yeah, that's perfect, you know, to go ahead and have have in place uh, so that you can, you know, take an extra, I don't know, like layer off of of that checking. And I will say, I mean, there's been times we've been pulled off to the side because Sloan can't get out of her wheelchair and they have Mm -hmm. to wipe down with bomb residue, like the little blobs, you know, for bomb residue. and. You know, but we kind of know that going in. So I think as long as you're prepared mm-hmm. and you know, they're doing their job, like, don't get mad at these people. Like, they're doing your, their job. Mm-hmm. Done everything you can. You've called TSA Cares. You have pre-check. If you have pre-check, you know, these things still happen. And then there's some airports that have lanyards that you can pick up mm-hmm. that shows, you know, their disability as well. So, again, it's becoming more and more common of people traveling with a special need or disability and and that's awesome that we're making it you know we're trying to normalize it as best as possible but again yes the airlines can't charge you for any type of equipment also you know depending on travel a big thing is that's very scary is traveling with a wheelchair i mean that essentially is somebody's legs and you know as much as we all keep pushing to have airplanes to where they could just wheel in and walk mm-hmm. into. And they, they do have a few out there that are doing that. Unfortunately, there's not a lot. So people are having to, you know, transfer onto the flight and give up their, their wheelchair. And, mm-hmm. you know, wheelchairs are getting broke. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, I mean, I hate to say it, it. I mean, it sucks. And, you know, what can you do? So even just maybe taking extra bubble wrap and i hadn't even thought about this until the last time we traveled with sloan was you know putting bubble wrap around the outside of her wheelchair or you know putting putting an extra pad or a pillow possibly by the arms and and stuff Mm. like that so oh those are those are great tips i that's very interesting about the equipment i did not know that and then when you say it's 80 dollars, is that for each time you travel or is that like a yearly fee or one time um, fee or what is it yeah i think five years don't quote me on the 80 oh. it might have gone up a little bit but it's for it's for five years so oh wow that's fantastic i had never heard of that before so that's great it's like you said like for kids like you know taking their shoes off or they don't want to be touched or you know, like it just takes off that whole other layer of anxiety, I think, for us as parents, you know, trying to just get onto the plane. You know, it's a whole process in an, in and of itself just to get onto the plane, you know, because we all know about all the security measures that are in place. So, yeah. Oh, that's really great to yeah. know. And I know when I because I traveled a little bit when Ainsley was just a baby and I was permitted to take her stroller like right to the door, which was fantastic and and so I learned the first time because I had like a little uh what do you like a little basket underneath so I put like toys or whatever books in the in a bag in the basket because like 
I don't didn't have room in suitcase. And so it just all got folded up and it was put onto the cargo. And it's the first thing that comes out when we got off. So it's it's great. And I guess like I mean, Ainsley can walk, but I I I mean she's older now, but I would take the stroller, but they wouldn't they would still permit me, would they not, even though she's older? Uh yes. So and I didn't even think about it that one just a minute ago so once you get past pre-check and you go up to your gate i mean you get priority boarding uh so once you check into the gate if you have you know a child that's autism or you know whatever disability they will let you pre-board i think it's normally right after like military and then wheelchairs mm-hmm. uh but before the family pre-board that they do. So you're you're kind of in the middle there. And yes, you can take the stroller, wheelchairs, all the way up to the, the gate doors to mm-hmm. the to plane. And then they'll put it under the plane and then have it ready for you when you get off the flight. We normally wait to get off the flight yeah. to be towards the class because it, it takes a while for them to get that back up there and ready for you. And then like, you can buy bags. I'm weird about germs. And so when we get to the airport, I can still kind of carry Sloan. I have a little sling that I can put her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll go ahead and break down her special needs stroller and put it in a bag. And my sister or my husband or somebody will drag it down to the gate, the, you know, right before you board the plane. And they'll oh, okay. still handle it the same way. So that way it's covered. We're not holding up the line and, Mm-hmm. And that, but yeah, they've knock on wood. It's it's been nice, and they will let you pre-board with one other person. I wish they would let you pre-board with more than one other person because, like, I have slown suction, I have oxygen that I have to board with, and then I normally have maybe like her tablet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and holding her, trying to get those yeah. aisles. And the one person they have, you know, that I could pre-board with is dragging her stroller down and and handing it off sometimes doesn't doesn't help, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. trying to it. So I wish they would allow more than one other person. I get why they don't. But mm-hmm. normally it's it's only, you know, two people per per her child child. Yeah. Family member or whoever. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's good to know because I don't. I mean, I always hear about the pre-boarding, but I I wasn't really aware that you get a little bit higher, you know, mm-hmm. placement for the pre-boarding. So these are all excellent tips. And I remember when I did travel with Ainsley, she was just a baby, but she couldn't, you know, in under two, you can travel without having to pay for another seat. So I know she's not going to have a seat, but they also wouldn't let me carry her in the Bjorn like so that it just made it easier like my hands would be free I mean I guess like they told me I think when I was sitting down that I had to take her out I don't know if you have any tips for parents like I mean I I got really lucky because I I remember on one flight this one lady just held her the whole time so that was good but you know you might not always get that and or it's a really crowded plane or or what have you but I don't know if you have any tips for what parents can do or if there's something that you could bring i don't know so you know sloan's at the age now that she has to have her own seat Mm -hmm. 
and it, she always ends up in our lab. So we have, and it's not approved in the U.S. just yet. It's approved everywhere else for a uh, Firefly seat to go that like clips onto the seat. Okay. Uh, so we've taken that with a doctor's notes. Babies, I don't, I mean, really, so, I know Southwest has all, when Sloan was little, would give us that extra seat in the middle for, you know, her equipment or for that extra room. But again, like we were kind of lucky. And again, and Southwest has always been great to us. I don't know. I think just being prepared, being prepared, you know, with they had these little ear drops that are supposed to help kids when they're flying, if their ears are popping or mm-hmm. a sucker pass or that kind of stuff to maybe help, you know, so that they don't get uncomfortable. But yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question trying to figure out like, are you going to have to hold a kid for however many hours yeah. on the flight? But yeah, I mean, normally Sloan does end up in our lap. She doesn't like sitting there by herself. Mm-hmm. I think that there are other little seats that are available, but the kids do have to have head control. Oh, okay. And car seats. I mean, you can take a car seat on. Um, they're FDA as long as it's, you know, approved. Mm-hmm. And it would have that sticker on there. I have seen people take a car seat, but it's just so big and bulky. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that too. And yeah, fortunately, like, I mean, now Ainsley's at the age that she would just get her own seat. But, you know, because, and especially with our kids, they just have the really low tone and they do kind of just melt in you. But also Ainsley was, a, she was a big, chunky baby. You know, she wasn't and some kind of lightweight <laughs> You know, and I mean, I did for the most part get lucky when I did travel when she was a baby, but I was by myself. So it was just me, you know, so it was a little, uh, I was so nervous the first time, but, you know, everything went really well. So, you know, and, and people for the most part are understanding I found when I was traveling. So, you know, and I hope that's the same for most people. I mean, kudos to you, like you're bringing on oxygen and everything else, like Seriously, if you can do it, I think we can all do it. <laughs> I, I don't know any different, but I mean, there has been times. There was one time in particular, the flight attendant made me cry because I couldn't get Sloan down the aisle. She was, you know, floppy because she can't hold herself up. And I had a suction on my hip and carrying her on top of the suction and the oxygen concentrator behind me. And the flight attendant was yelling, you know, I had to sit down real quick to kind of get her adjusted. And I sat in a seat that you can't sit it at if you, it was like an exit row. And I was like, I know, I just need to readjust. And and so, I mean, unfortunately, yes, there are people that are still out there. But for the most part, like, as long as, again, we have everything planned, I think that it could run it, you know pretty smooth oh that's that's good but, yeah and yeah. that was a flight attendant that's yeah that's not great i will never forget his face and that was gosh sloan was three years old so <laughs> that was forever ago <laughs> yeah see and again words matter you know mm-hmm. you might yeah. not remember an hour later what you said but someone else may remember forever so we need to be yeah. you know cognizant yeah. of that yeah. So, I mean, and there's been times that, you know, people have said, oh, you're cutting or things like that because we have pre-board and it's, you know, you just kind of have to be like, sorry, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to say, you know, lady, sir, whatever, but 
we're all going to get on the plane. You know, should I spell it out for you? What it's taken me to get on this flight? Not like what you've got. (laughs) And, you know, I just recently read and looking back, it's kind of like, oh, a lot of airlines. And I hope I'm not deterring people by saying all the bad stuff because we've had we traveled pre-pandemic at least two to three times a year with her on a flight and had great, you know, things. But we also had you, you know, this person had this job and this person did this. So we had it all planned. But, you know, by law, they have to give you adequate amount of time to get seated. So now that Sloan has a seat that I have to snap together and, you know, position on the, you know, flight seat, Mm -hmm. they have to give me that adequate time before they can let someone else board behind me to be able to set that up. So do all, all, I have not seen where they have given me that much time. I do try to hurry up and quickly do it, but it has not affected me yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been able to like slide in and stuff, but I mean, a lot, I didn't know that until this year that they have to give you that time. And so you know, speak up if if they're not, if you need that time and you feel like you're being rushed, you know, speak up because you're in the right. That's good to know. That's excellent advice. So I'm hoping that maybe next year that we can go to Disneyland. I have fond memories going there as a kid. And I know that you, that's kind of your specialty is, is the Disney trips. But I think first, a lot of parents, they might go, oh, I don't know, because it's Disney is big. You know, there's a lot of walking, you know, it's busy, there's long lineups, it can be noisy. It just seems way too overwhelming at times just thinking about that. But what can you do to help us special needs families who want to go to Disney? Because I think for probably most kids, that's a dream is to go to Disney and maybe some parents too. But it just almost seems a little daunting to, to make this trip not only exciting, but memorable for all the right reasons. Yeah. So Disney is very special. And again, going back into travel, like I think that's being with Sloan and each time that she went to Disney, she hit some type of milestone. Like the first time she looked at Daisy, the first she just laughed at a ride this past time we were in Florida, like on cue where it should like belly laugh and I lost it. So mom, that's crying. So, yes, like take that Disney trip because you are going to have the, these core memories that you're both doing. And it's so worth it when you're sitting there and they see, you know, their favorite character come by in the parade. And let me tell you, Disney is fantastic. And there are probably people that have not had great experiences. But, you know, I think if it kindness goes a long way at disney i think you know and so a lot a lot of times if something is to happen you know cast members will help you a little bit more if you were a little bit kinder to them Mm -hmm. um so getting ready for disney it's exciting it is kind of scary disney has we've done disney without it's called their their das pass their disability pass Mm -hmm. and looking back we did it was a lightning lane at that point or not lightning lane it was the um uh yeah lightning lanes before the genie plus uh took over and they we 
we did that versus the disability pass. And looking back, it was like we were constantly running around one side of the park to the other, and we weren't enjoying it. Now, you know, we use the disability pass. And Disney has it to where you can sign up 30 days before so that you're not signing up in the park like we used to have to. So you sign up 30 days before. You can pick two rides before you go for each park. And it's a whole system. And this service gives you a return time. So when you walk in the park, you can pick your first ride with that one. I mean, you already have two scheduled if you scheduled two ahead of time. But the, you, as soon as you walk in the park, you can request a ride. And that'll give you a return time. If there's a 60-minute wait on Peter Pan, it's going to give you a return time of 60 minutes from that time. So you request it on your phone. And you have... Any time from that return time to the end of the park until the park closes to use that. You don't have to be in a rush to get there right at your return time. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So that's big difference. Yeah. So if you've got to stop for a potty break, if you've got to stop for, you know, just a mental break, you know, you're not rushing our little kids with their small little feet and <laughs> across the park. So, I mean, great. Granted, you can only request one ride at a time, so you have to you have to fulfill that ride before you request the next one. Mm -hmm. But it's still nice to let the kids be kids and kind of look around or you know get distracted by the parade or get you know. So Disney does really good with that. They also, I mean, I see characters going out of their way to to kids that. You know, have some disabilities, or you know, I know not all disabilities are visible, but I have seen them kind of go out of their way for like a kid that was just standing off on their own, or you know, a kid that is in a wheelchair. Like they'll, they've really take it uh, a step further to let those people, you know, to let people feel included. A lot of the character meet and greets don't do the disability pass, but. A lot of the the workers will pull you to the side and say, you know, and kind of do the disability pass for you, you know, so that you mm -hmm. can wait and overhear in an area that's not as stimulating while you're waiting to meet that character. So that's that's another thing. I have had clients, and I've and I have read, you know, breakdowns. You know, kids, there's triggering. They have meltdowns. Stuff happens, and if you go, I know in the heat of the moment. It could be hard, but if you go to the nearest cast member while something's happening, they can help. Like they are trained to help to, to you know, notice a kid that might be having a breakdown. A kid, you know, they are trained to kind of help with those situations. I have had a client had to leave the Star Wars area and they turned the music down so that this kid could have a second to get out of that area. I will say Sloan gets overwhelmed in that area in particular. So it did not surprise me that that this kid got overly stimulated and and had a moment. And, you know, they escort, they didn't make a big deal about it. And I think that's what Disney does really well is they don't make a big deal about what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get the people that stare or whatever, but you can look past that. Their cast members are definitely like, okay, well, let's move you out. You know, let's move you to a situation or, or an area to calm down. Or, you know, what can we do to help? Like turning down the music or 
you know, getting into a quiet space. So Disney really does go above and beyond when it comes to that. You know, the changing tables aren't as good as mm-hmm. I would have liked. You know, you know, they they help with so many things and they have so so many other things in place, like special viewing areas uh, for wheelchairs or, you know, for the fireworks or the parade. They have viewing areas. They have tons of rides that kids with any type of disability could ride. You, you know, Sloan is just now starting to hold her head up, it, but... I mean, I think there was like 36 rides that she could ride now or even before now that, you know, that are boat rides and, and things that, you know, so she can still be a kid. And I think Disney does that very well to still let the kids be kids. But yeah, changing kids, they have the first aid area, which has been, ve- they are very welcoming. Those are normally at the very front of the park. That's the only bad mm-hmm. thing. Um, first area aid area they they have like a little table like you would if you were at the doctor's office um that lifts up and and goes down that they are more than happy to let you use to change a diaper they do have the baby changing stations and those are bigger than a typical like bathroom pull down Uh, again that's at the front of the park in most of the parks and you know so it's not throughout the park they're there's a few that I can, you know, once you start planning, you can kind of go, okay, this is a good one, or this is normally the clean cleanest if you have to put a chuck, you know, down on the floor or something, mm-hmm. which is not. I've done that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so let's, you know, up our game a little bit on that one. But yeah, so uh, but- they, they well in other areas. Wow. It sounds like it, like, that they're really training their staff that's that's amazing and how heartwarming for us as parents to know that you know because it's supposed to be a magical place but then when you add in like our kids with you know differences it it might not be but it sounds like they're really kind of stepping up their game you know so that all kids can really have an amazing and enjoyable time and like and 36 rides that Sloan can go on like that's yeah. a lot of rides. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I feel like that it's, and that's probably why I have such a deep love for it. It's one of the places I feel that she can actually be a kid and be around other kids and hear laughter. And, and you know, again, people, people are going to judge, but, you know, kids have breakdowns all the time at Disney. Like, we'll be walking through and there's a kid throwing a fit and I'm like, hmm. Well, someone's not doing that. And that's a typical kid, you know, and it's because that parent probably didn't take that afternoon off for a nap, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I kind of look at them and I'm like, I, I have my stuff together. I can't stop it. I don't know. I don't know if it sounds horrible, but no, you know, it's like, his, trust me, Sloan has had multiple fits while we've been there. And, but, you know, it's just kind of, like oh a typical kid's having a fit too so yeah yeah it's nice to see that that happens to other parents as well not just right so so if we're planning a trip whether it's to disney or wherever like also accommodations Mm -hmm. like i i remember just recently i read about a woman she did go to disney actually 
and I can't remember the hotel that she stayed at, but she just raved about it. And she actually herself was a travel agent, but never told anyone until the end. But I think she gave them the heads up about her son, who I think was autistic. I can't really remember the details, but like, are there accommodations out there that will cater to our kids? Like maybe they, I think if I recall correctly, I think they even put like a beanbag chair in the room and they even asked like what foods her son would eat. I mean, I, that to me sounds exceptional, but like, are there, I guess what I'm trying to ask is I'm assuming there are some accommodations are going to be better than others in accommodating us. Like, you know, you Sloan's in a wheelchair. Can she even get through the door in some hotel rooms? I don't, I don't know. Like things like that. Yeah. And, you know, before we normally don't do, like when she was smaller, you know, handicap accessible rooms. Disney has great rooms um, at some of their newer hotels that still have plenty of rooms. So we don't have to take a handicap accessible room and it can be there for someone that truly needs it. Mm-hmm. But no, Disney's really good. Like their cruises, all the doors are, are you know, wide enough for a wheelchair to go through. I think it's the power wheelchairs that need the stateroom, the bigger stateroom. But as long as you know going in, you can plan for that. But dietary, I had a client, her daughter only liked blueberries. And every day she said, I'm like, oh my gosh, are they going to have enough blueberries on this cruise for this kid? And she said that every meal they had, you know, a bowl of blueberries for her. And so I, I do think as long as you... Just give the heads up. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty accommodating. Every time we do stay at a hotel, I ask for the bottom floor because, you know, I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. She... So, and then there's been one time that we didn't get that because, you know, you're not guaranteed. And the lady was like, but I have you close to the elevator. So I was fine with it. We did it and, and it was fine. And she had said, and she was like, if you get there and it gets to be too much, like, let me know and we'll we'll see about, you know, changing your room. But it wasn't. And it's still nice to know. I've had where people have gotten sick. Well, even Sloan, like we've had to use the Disney hospital or, well, the Celebration hospital. Yeah. And, you know, they don't make a big scene. They, the ambulance had to pick her up. And oh, wow. they don't make a big scene. About- we We missed a day at the park. And then they were like, hey. Don't check, you know, don't check out of your room. Come, just let us know. They checked in with, with us and, and they were like, do you want an extra day? I think for like a hundred bucks extra or something, like we'll give you another day. Keep your park day ticket. It's good for a year. So again, like it's all about that communication. I've had clients that got COVID while they were at Disney and Disney was like, stay in your room. We'll bring you room service. So <laughs> I think like if you're having... A moment and you need a moment like i said you know being nice and even just asking for it you nine times out of ten they're going to try to accommodate you and in your experience like like most hotels would be accommodating like just in general so far yes like we i I do a lot of business with marriott and we've been trying out a lot more marriott hotels since i became a travel agent because we travel to cincinnati which is like two hours from our house for doctor's appointments so we normally so i know the hotels by there that i like and again they're marriott and then so now that i became a travel agent trying to expand to different to different hotels i do think they do cater a little bit more they might not be 
mean, as accommodating, but they can at least try to help you or put you in the right, you know, way or, you know, push you in the right direction on, on how to get what you need. So, yeah, I mean, not come wood with any really big hiccups with a, with a hotel. Oh, that's so. great. And like, I think what you said about yeah. just letting them know what your needs are. And I think, and, and I've always been a big believer that kindness goes a long way. You know, if you, if you're kind to them, nice, and you ask, you know, I always believe all they can do is say no, but you won't know unless you ask. Right. So, you know, what's the harm in just asking, Hey, can you do this for us? Or right. what can you do to help us? So, cause they want you to come back. So they want to try to right. make it as, as good a stay for you as possible so that you'll tell people like you have just done or their friends or whoever, so that it will encourage others to come, you know, to come back. So that oh, that's so great to know. You know, I see, you know, the world of social media, I see people, they're traveling all over with their kids and, and all over the world with their families. And, you know, I admit sometimes I get a little envious when I see these pictures, wondering if I'll be ever able to do all those things with Ainsley, you know, long flights, you know, different food, language, but, you know, I want to still expose her to all of those things. And, but then I kind of go, am I capable of doing that? But I think you kind of, you kind of nailed it. It's just, I don't want to say, you know, lower your expectations, but I think be a realist about what yeah. you're able to do on a vacation. Like I said, Hey, I don't think we'll be hiking up that volcano, but you know, maybe we can find a smaller hike or something else to do, you know, that can yeah. be just as fun, but you know, and, and I also want to go to Europe. That's another, that's another place that I want to go to. I've never been to Europe in the next year or two. And, and, you know, generally whenever I've trusted travel, cause it's always just been me, I just do everything myself. Like, you know, book the flights, a hotel, all the sightseeing. But you can do all of that with our kids in mind, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, equipment in mind too. So I have uh, different companies that I work with for like oxygen delivery, wheelchair delivery, if you don't want to take your we uh, wheelchair, stroller delivery, that kind of stuff too. So yeah, I mean, getting getting it all done, helping plan, doing the, the airlines, do, you know, just like, I guess, walking through TSA, getting the flights booked and hotels and and different excursions yeah definitely can help with all of that that's fantastic so you know as we've talked about like some just the thought of maybe traveling with our kids can be overwhelming and but what are some key things do you think that parents need to just keep in mind when planning a trip with our kiddos I mean we just sort of talked about it like you know be a realist about maybe changing our expectations. Like I said, I don't want to lower expectations, but maybe changing our expectations. But what are maybe like two or three tips you think that parents just need to keep in mind when they're maybe planning a trip that's, you know, not maybe their typical trip. Like, you know, maybe it's not going to Disney necessarily, but maybe some, somewhere else. Um, You know, I say just do it. I think us as parents, we overthink because we constantly either like want to apologize for our kids or like, have our kids adapt to the world but no like let's not overthink it they're still kids or they're adults either one you know like let them enjoy life you need to enjoy life as well 
I don't apologize for the stuff that I, you know, I need. So why mm. apologize for my kids? So like, I think we overthink it as parents. And so just not overthink it. And I do think that we do need to plan, uh, but plan for a backup. You know, maybe we need to do that resort day instead of, you know, hiking or, you know, so a plan B for a day or two is, mm-hmm. is always a good, a good fallback. And you're paid for these hotels and they're normally not cheap. So mm-hmm. enjoy that hotel, and, you know, for a day. And then, yeah, I tell everybody to take a rest stay. I don't, you know, in the middle, everybody needs a rest and mm-hmm. everybody enjoy it a little bit more if you take that rest day and, and not push as much. I mean, again, society, we're a go, go, go and you're on vacation, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> take that extra nap, sleep in, you know. <laughs> I love a good nap. We all need more naps. <laughs> so summer is coming and finally we're getting some decent weather here in Vancouver. It's, it's, it's it hasn't been great here, but, and people are starting to plan their vacations, but if someone's going on a trip and they need that expertise that you have in planning it, where can people find you? I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I probably do more on Instagram, but it's Katie underscore unlocking the magic travel. I also have a Facebook group that's called Unlocking Special Needs Travel. And we have over 500,000 people on there. And so if I don't know the answer, somebody possibly, you know, somebody on that can can help. So get on there. My services are free to, and I think that's a big, a big thing that people don't understand. I get paid by the people you book. So Disney, Marriott, all of those places pay me and it's not any extra additional cost to you. So might as well use my, you know, all my certifications, knowledge and stuff for, for your, for your trip. So yeah, just give me a call, send me a message. My phone's on me all the time. So I don't mind, even if you're not using me and you just have a question, I don't mind to help answer some questions for that trip. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's, I think, that's really great for parents to know. You know, they always think, oh, this is just going to cost me so much more, you know, because I'm, you know, using somebody who's a bit more specialized than just the travel agent down the road. But I think it's good to to know that. And also, I think it's also good for parents to know they've got someone in their corner, someone who understands their needs, you know, and their expectations and and you know, but also their desires to want to go and do these different things. Because like I said, I think it's just so important to get out there, see the world, you know, get our kids out there, you know, learning, educating, doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. Making memories. Yeah. Yeah. Making memories. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely put a link in the show notes with your different places that people can find you. So that's awesome. And I know that like, And I've seen your posts about Disney and stuff. So I'm definitely going to be, you know, it's in my mind, you know, I'll be calling you to get my trip to Disney and and my other trips. Because I think if you have just that extra layer of, you know, help or expertise, it can just make it just so much easier and just so much more enjoyable, like for everyone, not just your kid, but for yourself as well. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure and I, I'm so happy to see you. I'm sorry that you're not going to be at the retreat this year, but maybe we'll have to figure out a haunted pub crawl 
in some other location. Yeah, I love it. You aren't allowed to have too much fun without me, though. Okay. I'll let them know. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed chatting with Katie. I learned so much. I remember when I was on my own in Ainsley, was really little, like probably a year or two old. I kept thinking, am I ever going to be able to take a vacation again? Like, how am I going to do it? You know, and I had no idea that there's all sorts of help out there. And, you know, and Katie has really made me think, okay, I can do this. You know, we can go on trips again. We, you know, the world's starting to open up again. And I'm so looking forward to, to taking those trips and, and getting out there and seeing the world. Like I used to do a lot of traveling before I had Ainsley and I haven't done really that much since she was born. So I think she's old enough now and she's you know a lot more mobile than when she was younger so i think it's way more achievable so here are some of my takeaways i had no idea there was this thing called pre-check and as katie mentioned it's 80 dollars, and you fill out a form and they do a background check and it kind of essentially lets you sail through security. You don't even need to, your child doesn't even need to remove their shoes. You don't even have to open your bag. So imagine all that time you're saving, like not having to deal with that hassle. And especially if your kid has sensory issues, doesn't want people touching them, you know, for $80, it's worth it. And I think she said it was good for five years, which is awesome, I think. So, and I think it's well worth the money. And I also didn't know that, you know, my takeaway number two is that you get priority boarding if you have a child like with autism or another disability such as Down syndrome. And we talked about like the lanyards and I know in Vancouver, they have the sunflower lanyard for kids with autism. And, but I'm sure you could use that for any disability, you know, just so that others are aware that there's a disability because sometimes it's not always obvious. I know in our kids, it's obviously a much more visible uh, disability. So people are aware that they have Down syndrome, but you can get priority boarding, you know, so it alleviates some anxiety, you can get settled and, you know, and legally, they have to give you time to board, you know, they, ha you have a right to take some a little bit of extra time to just get everything together and you know get seated and get organized because it's, it's just so stressful you know traveling just at the best of times can be stressful but then you add in you know a child with some extra needs it's it certainly adds an additional layer to things and also what Katie said I mean she takes an entire uh extra suitcase for her daughter Sloan. So, you know, takeaway number three is that you cannot be charged for bringing on like an extra bag that's full of your equipment. Because I always wondered about that is like, how do people do it? So, you know, if you have to take like oxygen or, you know, G-tube supplies or what have you, you can pack that all in another bag and you're not going to be charged for that. So that again, takes away another level of stress. And, and my next takeaway number four 
which I thought was so cool, is that she said that there are 29 dude ranches across the world that are accessible. So literally there is something out there for everyone. If your kid is into horses and likes to ride or that kind of thing, you know, there's 29 of them all around the world. I don't know where they are, but I'm sure Katie could tell you. But I think that's fantastic. And I know Katie really loves Disney. And number five, you know, we talked a lot about Disney, but, you know, she really talked about Disney really, you know, steps it up. They really go that extra step to, you know, make our kids and other kids with disabilities to feel included because Disney is such a magical place. And I think that is so wonderful for them to really train their employees and really just go that extra mile for our kids. And because, you know, it also means a lot to us as parents, I think, right? And, you know, number six, cruises. I've been really thinking a lot about this, that I would like to do a cruise some to somewhere, I don't know where, because everything is there, you know, and they have kids clubs, you can arrange to have support for your child. You know, some cruise lines are going to be better than others. I believe Royal Caribbean is one that does a lot. And there, you know, there's, I mean, sure, if you just ask whatever cruise line, you could find out what they can offer you. And what a way to go and, you know, see the world, you can make stops in the different ports, but you still have everything on board that you need. And, you know, and number seven is just go out there and do it. You know, Katie can help you plan a trip. You know, if it's a dude ranch you want to go on, a cruise, a resort, if you want to just go to an all-inclusive resort, there's those out there too that will cater to families like us that, you know, where, you know, because I think it's important as a family that you also get a little bit of downtime, that you're not 24-7 with your kid because I don't think that's really a holiday. We all need a time to recharge and, and just have a little bit of downtime. So you can find Katie uh, at her website at unlockingspecialneedstravel.com. And we'll definitely put a link in the show notes. And let me know what you think of this episode. Do you have a place that you want to go to that you've been thinking about, but wasn't sure how you could do it? You know, let me know. I would love to hear about it. And like I always say, I, I would love to hear from you. Tell me your stories, what's going on in your life, you know, what kind of things that you want to hear about on the podcast. I would just like to know and love to hear from you. And I promise I'll reply. And it would also really mean a lot if you could leave a review and a rating on Apple and Spotify so that we can become a little bit more uh, searchable for others in the Down syndrome community. And also let your friends know about the T21 Mom podcast because Word of mouth is a powerful thing. So keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and I'll see you next time.